what did you think about Wonder Woman? Uh, good, but I wanted it to be Olivia Munn. Is that racist? Like, <laughs> I think I, maybe a little bit. I thought it was weird that she has an accent. Is wait is is but is Wonder Woman like American? I know that this is gonna f- kill the comic book people. I love it. <laughs> like and the best is part one, is, is you're Wonder asking Wom- someone who doesn't know, and I'm gonna give an <laughs> I'm gonna like kind of confidently give an answer that's wrong, and then we're gonna move on based on that. <laughs> Wonder Woman is definitely 100 percent American. She's from <laughs> Alabama. She went to school in. Uh, she went to. She went to Arizona, not ASU. <laughs> People get it confused. Um, but yes, Pete, definitely are saying definitively American. she is American. Brunch. Brunch. At long last, today is the day, Pete. Sinbad, he's doing it. Yes, we have Sinbad on the show today. This is the week that we have Sinbad. Just kidding, April Fools. Um, why do people care about it? like people are treating April Fools like it's like Donald Trump running for president? They're treating it like it's a national crisis. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't remember it ever really being like this. Uh, I went on Twitter like a, like yesterday, the day before, and people were like, "Be considerate." Yeah, don't, like don't don't make jokes. Like everyone, be be, be safe and don't like, trick people. Yeah, it's. And, and this is on Twitter, where like 364 days of the year, people are like, oh, my wife left me. Right. <laughs> right. Like, are people, w- what are people doing on April Fool's Day that's so bad and so sick? Like, are, are people being tricked into dying? Like, are people organizing mass suicides <laughs> and then bailing out, being like, April Fool's? I think the D'Angelo Russell thing might have set everybody off. Okay. He uh, filmed Nick Young earlier right. this week. <laughs> that was that, that's a great, not thing. a good prank though. That's I think that's that storyline is awesome. I've I've discussed that with so many different social pockets of the world. Like <laughs> that's what everybody cares about. Uh, but yeah, the 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 uh, April Fool's Day thing. I I've never seen this before either. Like past years, no one's ever been like like when I was growing up. My mother was never like, all right now. Watch your back today at school, DJ, because it's April Fool's Day and people do some nasty shit. Maybe it's just like a product of the world that we live in right now yes. because of like there's a ton of bad shit going on. Like Donald, like you said, Donald mm. Trump is running for president. Yeah. Like we don't need additional jokes. We have enough. Yeah, <laughs> but, see, but like I, I agree. Like no, nobody cares about April Fools. Like if you get tricked by an April Fools joke, you're a fucking idiot. Did you see the Trader Joe's thing? No, I didn't. What that concerned me. Why, why uh, people it? were tweeting about yesterday the news that Trader Joe's would close all of its locations by 2017. And that's not a good thing. That, that would have been a bad thing. for <laughs> Because ba- it basically meant that for everybody who likes that kind of stuff, which I don't need Trader Joe's, but like there are a few things that I get there. Yep. And if Trader Joe's were to close, basically everyone would have to go to Whole Foods. And then Whole Foods would be able to raise its prices, which if you've ever been to Whole Foods, kind of fucking expensive to begin with. So if Trader Joe's closed, we'd lose two buck Chuck, which is nobody wants to do that. Have you read about two buck Chuck? No, I you don't want to, as I'm sure you could guess, you don't want to know what two buck Chuck is. Yeah, it's there are a lot of things that I like. I don't want to know what hot dogs are and they're great and I eat them and I enjoy them. I don't need to know what's inside of them. Is two buck Chuck a sandwich? Would you say? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, shouts to Kathy Polo, by the way, who does our art. 
maybe the funniest thing I've seen. I didn't even I saw it secondhand. I saw Dave Lozel communicated it to me. Apparently, she made the argument that pancakes are a sandwich, which the whole is a hot dog a sandwich thing. Overplayed. So overplayed. Like, that needs to end. But I'm totally into people branching out and bringing up whether other things that are clearly not sandwiches are sandwiches. Is lasagna a sandwich? Right. Like, that's a good, like, I, I like that. Like, things that you definitely eat with a fork, yeah. arguing that it's a sandwich. Oh, I'm totally down. So, uh, yeah, chill out over April Fool's. Um, we are going to. Uh, sprinkle in some small changes to the podcast. Um, it's going to be good from now on. So that's going to be the biggest change. <laughs> April Fool's. Right. <laughs> April Fool's again. We are crushing you guys. Everyone's listening. They're on their toes right now because we're, uh, we're, we're faking them out left and right. But uh, yeah, um, some sponsors might be on the way. We might be introducing some sponsors, some reads, things like that. So uh, the podcast just it's getting too big, too good to not have things like that. So um, that will take up maybe 10 seconds of your listening time, but it'll make us feel good about ourselves. So that's the most important thing. And also, uh, Pete, you had the idea of uh, feedback, which I don't know how we haven't done that yet. Like basically airing like feedback and letters to the letters to the editor type things. Um, and just things that we've learned from previous shows, right? Because we often don't learn things <laughs> while the shows are happening. Like the, yeah. I, I go to the the fitness episode where we had to be like, all right, we're going to give you an hour on fitness, but this we is don't know not educational. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that's a good idea because uh, it forces us to reflect. It forces people if they skipped out on episodes, it gives them a little incentive to go back and listen to it. So yeah, and we're also. If particularly interesting things happen to us over the course of a week, which they tend to because we not because we live interesting lives, just because I think that we're both kind of uh, we're kind of bozos. So like bad things can happen to us. So um, in your case, a super interesting thing happened to you with the Chris Christie thing. And uh, I was at the handlebar yesterday with Feidelberg. And we both had so many questions about the Chris Christie situation, and I wanted to text you, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell this on brunch. So uh, if you follow Pete, then you know about the Chris Christie thing. You had a tweet with a picture of Chris Christie. Uh, where was he? At a sporting event? Yeah, the Notre Dame game for March Madness. Okay, and he was pouring a bag of M and M's into a. Slightly bigger bag of box. M&M's. a box of M and M's. Okay, so I I thought that it was a b- bigger bag, and that's what I tweeted. Yes, it has since been confirmed that it was a box that the bag was sold in. Uh, as I'm saying this, we could have Chris Christie would have come on to talk about this. Well, that's the thing. He already w- he already went on. He went on the Boomer and Carton show this week uh, and so talked what? about he his M and M eating strategy. He would come on if if we were to say like we've got the guy <laughs> yeah, who, who's responsible for this. He would come on. Like all those guys, man. Like with celebrities, we get we get rejected a lot um, because we, we we reach out to a lot of people on this podcast. So the, the people who say yes, we kind of hold near and dear to our heart, and also think a lot less of because we know who has said no compared yeah. to them. So like where Kevin they Spacey. rank, you right. <laughs> so like where they rank on the pecking order, um, like lesser people than the people we've had have said no, and when that's happened, we've been like, dude. Go fuck fucking yourself. kidding me. Right, yeah, this is brunch. Like, this would, this would make your career. Um, but anyway, uh, all those, like, politicians and stuff, 
they'll go on, they'll do all of those things. Donald Trump is about to go on EEI for the second time. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, like but, Obama did between two ferns, which is which is great. As, as great as between two ferns is, like, right? No business he going on that show. Shouldn't have to do that, right? But but politicians do that. So we could have gotten Chris Christie. I I don't even know if I would want. Right. Like I I think I'd only want to talk about that, <laughs> and yeah. then I'd get out of there. Um, but yeah. So anyway, you had the picture, and a lot of what. Uh, your tweets are because like your tweets are made to be viral. Like I feel like do do you do you think you have a bad day on Twitter if like you have some zingers that didn't take off? I mean I wouldn't call it a bad day, but like yeah, there are hit and misses for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um so anyway, that one took off. It got thousands of retweets because you, you had very good phrasing with your caption, which was Chris Christie pouring uh M&M's into a bigger M&M's container or whatever is savage and perplexing. Yeah. And I've never heard those words <laughs> said together. So, very good job. Um, the best is the best was saw seeing sawing. Seeing uh, news outlets literally quote the tweet like right, savage yeah. and perplexing in their headlines. Yeah, yeah, there was one headline that didn't explain who you were. No. And I'm I'm not trying to like knock you down a peg or anything, but no, there's like no for a national reason. news outlet, <laughs> like they need to know if there's something about you, they have to explain what it who Pete Blackburn is. And the headline was it was like Chris Christie uh like takes funny photo with M&M's. Pete Blackburn calls it savage and perplexing. Yeah. That was like the best headline I've seen in my life. Because for me, I got that. I know who both people are. <laughs> uh, I feel like the it was like a UK outlet too, wasn't it? Was it was the Daily Mail, yeah. yeah. Which is like a big UK that's outlet. Bi- yeah, again, have so, my friend. Like that's, that's probably been the weirdest part of this whole thing. Yeah. Is that like how many outlets are like using me as like a source which is ridiculous i was making a joke on twitter Congrats. on a friday night you know what don't don't be modest soak this in you're and then you're getting then there chris christie went on boomerang carton this week and actually talked about his m&m eating strategy and called me a dummy on the twitterverse did he call you a really well not like me specifically he said dummies on the twitterverse made this happen oh and so well i mean to be fair you call yourself a dummy on the twitterverse absolutely. your says, your bio idiot. is internet idiot, yeah. idiot i was explaining brunch to somebody yesterday and and um, I, you are big enough. I will say this: you are big enough that if I'm talking to a stranger about the podcast, and they say, "What is brunch?" I'll say, "Like you know, Pete Blackburn." And instead of, I do a podcast with this guy, Pete Blackburn. Like I think there's a forty percent chance that people who are on the internet and on Twitter and are sports fans, like know who you. Like there, there's a good it's a chance. Big ego boost. For yeah, me. right. There's a good chance. Um, Wow, and as I say this, um, I'm pulled up Twitter. Jerry Callahan just retweeted. Oh, no, they retweeted uh, the Dennis and Callahan account posting that picture. Oh, so scumbags. They, they pulled a fat Jew, which yep. every time I say fat Jew, I need to preface for if anyone doesn't know who that is, fat Jew is a person. Yeah. That's his name. <laughs> I'm not being insensitive at all. Um, being well, speaking of being insensitive against fat people, yeah, like people sh- were saying that I was fat shaming Chris Christie, like that is I not think fat shaming. It, I said nothing about his weight. Right. I was talking about his M and M eating You're strategy. He eats a lot, yeah. yeah. And so, well, I didn't. I wasn't even saying that he. Well, I guess I was kind of inferring that he eats a lot. He's preparing, but like, like he was getting he, his ducks in a row when he's got the, when he's double fisting the M and M. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's like the. 
I was inferring that, but there's no mention in like the the tweet. I was like, oh, look at this fat idiot. I was like, look at the way this guy is eating his M and M's. This is insane. Right. That's there's something to like. You know, the people who accuse you of fat shaming there, they should get in trouble because <laughs> their mind is going to the place that you, they you're not telling them to go. So that's on them. But I think like the last time I checked, I got like fourteen thousand retweets. And which is like by far the most retweeted thing I've ever had, which is amazing. And but you made that Lucic thing. Yeah, exactly. The Lucic Taylor Swift fine. But mm. uh, like when that happens, obviously you're going to get like the fucking idiots. And even more so when it has anything to do with politics. Yeah, I, uh, I made the mistake the other day of mentioning my Trump phobia on the air. And uh, there were a lot of texts into the show that was like, let me guess, DJ, like, you're a Hillary guy or whatever. And I, I like, accepted the shot that they were taking. Like, you, you, you know, like, I, I was like, um, it's, I, I don't lean, honestly, it, it's, but, like, I get it. Like, I, if, if I were to meet me, I'd be like, I bet that guy's a Hillary guy, you know? It's better to be a Hillary guy than a Trump guy, for sure. Right, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, uh, oh, where did where did you see this picture? Where'd you find it? It did was somebody sent it to it you. It was sent to me, yeah, by a, by a coworker. They were like, "Look at this," and that was my my first question was, "Is he pouring the M and M's into a, a bigger bag of M and M's?" Like that was my first reaction to it. And the the coworker who sent it to me was like, "Yeah, I think so." I was like, "I'm gonna tweet this, right?" <laughs> Guys, I'm firing up Twitter. I got plans. I hadn't seen it on Twitter at all prior to that, but I still didn't like. Because my coworker sent it to me, I figured that like it was out there and yeah. people had seen it. Yeah. Um. So I was just like, I'm just gonna send it out. So be, you need to have the like, caption. I, I think that honestly, the caption is, is what, what what did it, it for viral. you. Yes. Yeah. That, and I know nothing about viral stuff. Yeah, um, I, I think so too. And like, so that's why like I sent it out there, and I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that was good though. Uh, do you get mad when people like so like this Dennis and Callahan thing? They just they well, screen grabbed your tweet. You can like even see the border of it, and then they just post it. Well, they I can't. I can't really get mad at that because I you did. I didn't take the thing, picture. Yeah, right. Much. Yeah. So I was. And I didn't know where it came from. Like I had the guy who originally took the picture like slide into my DMs and be like, "Yo, you stole my picture, bro." Oh, and I, wow. and I felt kind of bad about it, but yeah. like at the time that I posted the picture, like I said, I thought it was out there. Yeah. And I had no idea what the original source was, and neither did the person who sent it to me. Well, that's the thing, and. Uh, we were talking about this when uh, we had all the questions for you about uh, this. Something like that gets out there, man. That's like it, it just belongs to the internet, and pretty much. And it like sucks. Like, like it sucks for for that photographer or whatever, whoever took that. I don't. I, no, he must have just screen grabbed TV, right? Or did no? It was, it was he took the picture. Okay, so. I mean, it, it sucks for him, and as... as it wasn't uh, a photographer. It was just a dude in the stance, by the way. And he hadn't tweeted for 47 days. Oh, really? Yeah. Then, dude, that's your fault. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't even... He didn't you even had put, a golden ticket. He didn't even put it out there. He, like, tweeted it at somebody, and then somebody must have seen it from that. So, so again, that guy loses just because he was bad at Twitter. Yep. And... But I made sure, like, when the news outlets slid into my DMs being like, can we credit you for this? I was like, I didn't take the picture. Okay. Did you direct them to that guy? Yeah. Okay. Once, so once I knew who it was. That's good. I mean, I feel like a, I handled it the best way I possibly yes, could and have, honestly, it, without, it, like, going back and deleting the original tweet and sending it. No, you that thing that has thought, no that's yeah. your claim to fame. You never get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's important. Never going to happen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as, like, a, a quote-unquote journalist or whatever, um, 
I think it sucks. Like I, I can sympathize with that guy where he's like, I did this thing. How come everybody else is getting credit for it? But well, you handle it the something wrong way, like that, bro. right? Like you have to, you have to handle it the right internet way. lesson. Yes, um, internet one hundred and one from an internet idiot. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, that was good for me. I don't, I don't know if listeners found that interesting, but like, I got everything out of that that I wanted. I had Excellent. questions and I just got answers. Um, so this week, we gave ourselves homework probably for the first yeah. time because we had decided we were going to talk about. Uh, Batman versus Superman and The Walking Dead, and that involved us actually having to watch those things. Um, let's start with Batman versus Superman. Uh, we've we haven't revealed our thoughts or our takes yet. Uh, for me, I'm just going to say right off the bat, I know that it got panned by critics. I think that the reason I disliked it was because it was a Superman. Or a superhero movie. Like, I'm just not a superhero movie guy. I like the good Batman movies, but it's they have to be kick-ass for me to enjoy it. And it didn't kick-ass. So by that, that, that makes it bad for me. My one-sentence review is it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, considering the reviews It was watchable. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was watchable. But... It had a lot of flaws, and it wasn't good. It was, yes, <laughs> and it was it was laughable. For a movie like of that proportion, it needs to be good. Otherwise, people will say that it was terrible. Yeah, that, that's a good that's point. Like there, the, there can't really be a middle ground. Yeah. Um, like, you can't, you can't put together a movie like that with, like, Superman, Batman, and, like, Ben Affleck is Batman. Yeah. And it has, like, this huge budget. Big guns, Amy Adams. Yeah, yeah and you can't put that all together and make an okay movie yeah uh what did you think of the acting performances so i didn't really have a problem necessarily with anyone in the movie like batman was i thought ben affleck was okay as batman my biggest gripe against him was that it was hard to look at him and say this is bruce wayne and not this is ben affleck right yeah um I from so on the Affleck thing. I'm just gonna come out and say I t- I texted you as you're going into the movie. I was like, keep an eye on this, which I'm sure you you actually said you'd already noticed it in the trailers. He got too big for the movie. It was see, like I didn't have a problem with how big he was as Bruce Wayne necessarily. Like he was, he obviously had put on. I think his Bruce. Well, I think I mean he's been trending in the wrong direction for a while like even in gone girl he was too big like his shoulders were too big he's like all upper body i think that and this is again this we're, is so we're, typical brunch we're, yeah, yeah right yeah let's talk about how let's this dude Batman guy versus looks. superman <laughs> all right first things first ben affleck not as hot as he should be. right yeah um Ben Affleck has looked a lot better, and it's been when he's smaller for me. I think that that some guys can actually look worse when they put on a lot of muscle, and it just doesn't look natural with Ben Affleck. Maybe because we like know what Ben Affleck weird. looks like. Yeah, well, he's he, doing the the tough guy like arms out, right? Walk. Like sticking the yeah. shoulders out and everything. And I I did notice that it was like a very unnatural, but uh, it's distracting. So here's like my biggest. I don't think that he necessarily looks bad, but here's my thing: they they casted him. Because they wanted an older interpretation of Batman. Yeah. So, for me, 
it would make more sense to have like an older if Batman's older, he's not gonna be like this fucking gigantic beast. Right, he's gonna be eating ice cream. Yeah. yeah he's he, gonna be like, I would I don't want him to be like a doughboy, but like, right, an like older gentleman who John is Ham. in sh- yes, in shape, but not like a fucking not a gym beast. rat. Yeah. And so here's the thing like a big theme of Batman versus Superman was man versus God. Because Batman is Bruce Wayne, who's just a regular person. Right. And Superman is like this alien, superhuman person. Yeah. And throughout the movie, Batman looks more inhuman than Superman does. That's a good point. Yeah. He just looks like a gigantic monster. Um, I thought that Jeremy Irons was a... And I like Jeremy Irons. Scar's my dude. Um, he played uh, Alfred. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Um, he's oh, the... I didn't even realize that was the voice for Scar. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I, they, I just feel like they made so many of the characters different things than they should have been. Um, Alfred did nothing for me. You know what Alfred was? Alfred was a tailor. Yeah, pretty much. He was much. like a tailor. Yeah. Like, every, like the, the way that he dealt with him the whole time... Like, he provided he, no wise advice. Right, nothing. like a lot of short, snippy answers, and he'd be like, "Oh, just just put it a pants over there," yeah. like, things like that. And uh, <laughs> that's my Jeremy Irons impression, <laughs> by the way. Um, I've yeah. Um, so yeah, like I didn't love uh, Jeremy. There Irons. were no strong characters other than Batman and Superman, and they weren't that strong. You know what? People are gonna give me guff for this. I liked uh, Jesse Eisenberg. I thought he was good. I, I, he was he was okay. He was. I liked the different interpretation of of Lex Luthor and yeah. like the the kind of the origin story a little bit. But yeah. like it, he wasn't a good villain. Like he wasn't a good central villain. To well, me. I'll say this, and uh, I was taking there were there were few enough people in the movie theater. I know that you saw it with no, in an empty theater, which is goals. But there were few enough people in the movie theater that uh, I had my phone out and I was taking notes uh, during it. And uh, one of my notes was, if I were a villain, I would definitely be, like, the flamboyant villain. I think that's the, that's the only way to go. If you're going to be a villain, if you're going to be dealing with Superman and Batman and, like, these incredible people when all you have are... When you're kind of left to your own devices as a human, you might as well act, like, super, super flamboyant and, like, prance around and stuff. Like, that's the villain I would be. I'd be dancing around. For me, he wasn't like maniacal enough. You know, he was yeah. just like he was just like this weird young kid who was like angsty and clearly had issues, but he wasn't like this crazy person. I don't know. I'd, like, I'd be friends with that guy. Yeah, which is a bad sign for your <laughs> super villain, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I thought he was good. I like Jesse Eisenberg. Um, I. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I did just that. That's it. Wasn't like the Joker as far as um, I keep using the word flamboyant. Uh, there's like no synonym for that word. I realized, Other, like in the '90s, the synonym would be gay. But <laughs> like, I, I, so I'm sorry. I keep repeating the same word. But I, I like the 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 flamboyant, like, um, like wacky villains. That's that's what I would be as a villain. I couldn't be the the one that. Like dresses in all black and like tries to outthink people and stuff. I I just be the goofball. I thought that the I was fine with the flamboyancy, I guess. But it, he 
he really didn't fit in with the movie. Like the whole, entire movie was super dark. Soup took itself super seriously. Yeah, and I didn't care about any of that stuff. Like I, I wanted it to be light, and I know it wasn't going to be, but I just thought that because it was a Batman movie that wasn't the um, that wasn't like the Christian Bale uh, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, uh, that it like wasn't that um, series of movies. I thought that at least they could at least kind of play up the goofiness of what the movie was. But ten seconds into it, you were like, "Nope." <laughs> yeah, no it it took a very short amount of time. Like also, opened, Batman movies stop showing the death of his parents. They've we shown know that what a happened a million times. Although you see who played the mom? No, who was it? Lauren Cohan. From the Walking, Walking Dead? Dead, yeah, really, they got her for like four seconds. I didn't even notice. Yeah, um, back to big one. Also, uh, everyone wants to be in Batman movies. I realize, apparently. like all these movies have like super small cameos. Like she's too big to play the mother for three seconds. But again, if if I see one more, um, scene yeah, we know what happens. Of, it, I, I will say a, that it was quick. Yeah, it was like the opening scene that kind of just. It was over in five minutes, which was nice. But I will say, also, we're dropping spoilers. So if you haven't seen it... We're we're dropping a spoiler that Batman's parents die outside the theater? No, okay. That's not exactly a spoiler. But the spoiler is that... they show it? That after that scene, he gets carried out of a well by flying bats... Yeah, that, that's when I was like, I saw that and I was like, oh god, this movie is gonna take itself way too seriously. Here. I had a bag of raisinets, and uh, I like to to wait until like the meat of the movie before I start snacking. Did you just you had to get into as it, soon right? as that happened? I was like, oh, I'm okay, I'm doing this. And it, I, as I was doing it, I was like, this is gonna be a movie where I get up in the middle to get more raisinets, <laughs> isn't it? So when that happened, I was in a, I was in a completely empty theater and. My, my legitimate reaction was, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I looked to my right and my left, like, <laughs> hoping that there were people right there re- reacting yeah. the same way I was. And I was the only person in theater. So I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And just looking at empty seats. Um, but we can agree that this movie was 100% way too long, correct? Oh, yeah. I knew that going into it, though. I saw that the running time. So I almost puked in my mouth when I saw the running time. Right. <laughs> Two and a half hours. I was, uh, yeah, I was pissed about that um and you remember we had uh when we talked to dick lair um he was saying like they drew a pretty hard line that the movie's not going over how long was black mass it was two hours it was maybe under yeah it was either it was either um 90 minutes or two hours and he was like and for a for a story like that you should be given two and a half hours three hours for that movie and And you don't need a fucking soup batman superman movie that takes two and a half hours it was a long slog and the the thing is, nothing really happens in the first half of the movie. Yeah. It, the first half of the movie is so dull. Um, Kevin the, Costner killed it, though. Speaking yeah, of cameos. Like, what? Yeah. That was so random. Yeah, it was um, like, it turned into a Wes Anderson movie really quickly. Uh, yeah, the first half was, was... Arguably, the biggest scene of the first half was a dream sequence. Um, the one in the desert. Yeah. Which... If you're the if the biggest scene of the first half of your two and a half hour movie is a dream, <laughs> is a dr- se- right? Yeah, dream sequence. God, go back to the drawing board. Um, are there like any particular scenes that stood out for you? Uh, no. Well, the the oh god, the uh, the doomsday guy. Yeah, yeah. That I was. Even... 
I was like, I was so mad. I was so I was I was scoreboard watching hard. I was looking at the clock like the entire movie, uh, kind of on the periphery of paying attention to the movie at all. Um, and <laughs> so when, I, che- I checked my 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 watch. The first time I checked my watch was an hour into the movie, like almost exactly hour and fifteen, I think it was. And I was like, holy shit! It's been an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah. Like, like we still have an and hour and fifteen moved. minutes to yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Doomsday never a good sign when you introduce like this central I guess Luke, Lex Luthor is a central villain. Yeah, but, no, like, I don't know what you're ne- saying. Though. Never a good sign when you introduce like the main uh, obstacle, the main hurdle for yeah. these villains in like the last fifteen minutes of the movie. It was no, it was like probably the last half hour or something like that. Maybe I could be well, wrong because they had an additional like fifteen at the end. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, and when that came up, I was like, "No, just end it with like <laughs> they had some personal differences and they ended up seeing eye to eye, and these cool with th- they're both cool with Superman's mother. Like, I'm I'm fine. Just let me out of here." <laughs> and then they bring in that fucking thing. And I was but like, they needed oh they God, needed like now a, this is a Godzilla movie. They Why? needed a fight. They needed like a fight scene. It's a superhero movie. You can't have a superhero movie without like one big battle. No, but I just felt like I had like. But done that's my the time. problem with the first half of the movie. Is right? That, yeah. Do is it that, then. <laughs> do it then. <laughs> that's the problem with the first half of the movie is because you spent an hour and a half, an hour and forty five minutes, two hours, whatever it was, over like a conflict that you knew was going to be settled. Mm. Like, the fact that the movie's called Batman vs. Right. Superman is the stupidest thing right. in the world. Like, you knew it wasn't going to end with like them spoil, murdering each other. Spoiler alert, everybody. Yeah. These guys are both good. They're both good, good guys. <laughs> right. Uh, we don't need two hours to get there. Yeah. Uh, you know what the best part about this is? Um, is that people who are into this shit are cringing listening right now. They're like... Well, you're yeah. not paying attention to the fact that in the yeah. Marvel universe, we should have gotten that out of the way right in the beginning. We're Clearly, not com- you we're should not, know we're not comic book nerds. Right. Like, all of we, my takes I, we are were, from the uh, the mind of a person who, I, as I m- mentioned a couple minutes ago, wasn't really paying attention during the movie. So this is just like all <laughs> surface stuff for me. Like there are a lot of nerdy podcasts. I'm sure there's like the there's the comic this is book nerdy men. in its own right, but yeah, it's but like not, not in the comic book sense. It's not like shoving to the locker. We were just nerd. going in for entertainment value. Yeah, we were like, we heard this movie's bad. Let's let's yeah. check it out. Um, Which is a thing that we might do. I'm completely down for doing that. You didn't do it with Dirty Grandpa, man. <laughs> Where were you there? Where were you when I was... You know what? I was actually a pretty packed theater, so I can't say <laughs> I was in the theater by myself. But, um, yeah, I was... Was it you I was talking about it with? So, someone asked me the other day. They are like, well, are you a Marvel guy? And it's like, oh, you can be a Marvel guy? So, I, I, see, like, I, I know enough about it. And I've seen enough Marvel movies in, you know, compared to DC movies. And, like, I will be, like, a surface Marvel versus DC person. And I will say Marvel makes so much better movies because they don't take themselves super seriously. So was Ant-Man Marvel? Mm-hmm. That was good. So I like things like that. Like Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like the I thing about that. The thing about Marvel, and I said this to somebody on Twitter, is that they've done an incredible job of selling and marketing the movies that nobody would really care about yeah to like a to like an average fan who's not like deep into the comic books like right. me and you that's the target yeah like right. you saw ant man like right. you saw a movie about a guy who turns into an ant and is a superhero but the reason i did it was because uh the person i went with 
set like sold it as so have you seen ant-man and i said no and they were like oh okay well it is a marvel thing but it's it's cool like it's tongue-in-cheek and you'll like it well that's what that's what guardians of the galaxy was kind of it was like here's a superhero movie but it doesn't take itself too seriously and it has it's very enjoyable if even if you don't know the comic books. That's the one that had the soundtrack that everyone was was yeah, gooing it's themselves the one with Chris over. Pratt and Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I'll and, see that for sure. Yeah. Um, so, like that's the thing. Marvel, here's Marvel, they're selling movies that that nobody really cares about because they're presenting it in a way that makes you want to go see it. Right. And then here's DC who has arguably the two biggest superheroes on earth. So this was DC. Yeah. Yeah. Arguably the two biggest superheroes on earth and everybody saw these trailers and in, in in the final product and they're just like, "Oh god." Right. Have they have they made they've never made like a tongue-in-cheek Batman movie, huh? I know like the earlier ones were were silly. Yeah. And there there is some like dark there's there's some comedy in the Batman movies actually, I, so I shouldn't say that, but yeah, but, For them, uh, but like, like not, compared to a not movie like, like a Ant-Man. silly Batman right. movie, yeah, no, because it would be which again for me, I need my I need my characters like dancing around and stuff like that. I would love that. So there would be riots in the streets if DC put out like a goofy Batman movie. That'd be awesome. Why can't they make Bruce Wayne gay for one movie? <laughs> for like one, just one of them. Have a black Batman. Give me some sort of variety, please. Um, but, oh, let me guess. Oh, he's super rich. He sleeps all the women. Wait, don't tell. Did his parents die when he was a kid outside of theater? Can you please show me a full scene of this? Like, just change some central storyline stuff, not for the sake of me, but for the sake of seeing how everybody would react to that. Like, the, 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 the DC nerds would lose their mind over that, and it would just make me so happy because I don't like the idea that you can be a DC guy or a Marvel guy or whatever. Like, mess with the purity of it, please. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Like, make make him handicapped. Do something. Yeah. Uh, Do you think they gave Wonder Woman enough screen time? Considering they gave her nine minutes, no. It was a six and a half hour movie, Pete. And they, <laughs> they, yeah. they put Wonder Woman. But also, it was Batman versus Superman. And I understand why they didn't. They're going to make Wonder a Wonder Woman movie. Kevin like. Costner was in it, I think, for as much <laughs> as... For almost as half, right. half the time. In a dream like, sequence, Kevin yeah. Costner was in it in the desert, basically... Uh, no, Kevin Costner was on the top of a mountain. That's right. On the, yes, I'm sorry. I've, I'm confusing my very important scenes <laughs> from that movie. Yeah. Um, so... I guess for me, my one complaint about the movie is not enough Kevin Costner. Or Kevin Costner was too strong in it. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome if, like, they show Kevin Costner and he just would have been his a- mind like, "Sup, bro? <laughs> Welcome to this dream." Would have been amazing if Ben Affleck died in the opening scene and it was like Kevin Costner is Batman. Yeah, and Kevin probably ba- would have been an improvement. Yes, and I feel it's unsettling not liking something um, that. Uh, of which Ben Affleck was a part, you know? I, I, f- I feel that if, if there's an Affleck movie or if he does anything, that it's supposed to be awesome. I think that he's earned that. I, I know Chile. that. He, I know, no, I know <laughs> that obviously he's had to work his way back up. He's had to, to kind of rise from the ashes, but I think that he should be considered a titan these days. So not based on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, another small step back. But I almost think that he's too big of a titan. Like I said, it's... When I was watching it, I was like, oh, that's Ben Affleck, not that's Bruce Wayne, which right. is a problem yeah. when you do these kind of movies. Like, what is it? 
what's it? Henry Cavill is the is Superman. Mm-hmm. Like he's not that big of a star, right? Which and, I liked. Yeah, same. And he is like the perfect Clark Kent. I thought. Yeah, I have no problems with his performance or anything like that. But like Ben Affleck as Batman is a hard sell. This is going to be a take that again. The, the nerds will hear this and hate it because I'm sure there's some quick solution to it and everyone's probably asked this question before. It's a novice question. How come people can't tell that Clark Kent and, uh, and Superman are the same? It's because glasses. There's no mask. It's, it's just glasses. glasses. So like, if you switch to contacts and you start acting like a superhero, everyone would be like, okay, cool, Pete. That's not Pete. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Why is Pete running around with a cape? As soon as you put on a cape and, and take off your glasses... Completely new person. Don't know how uh, all the fugitives out in the world haven't figured this out. Right, exactly. Just lose the glasses. Although, conversely, if you're getting up there in age as an actress and you don't wear glasses, pop them peepers and Maura Tierney, you are a star. We would love to have Maura Tierney on. That being said, uh, the senator in the movie, Senator Finch, I think it was. Yeah, where were you going with this? Hot. Really? Yeah. So not for me. I was into it. Not for me. And uh, and Batman's mom, uh, Superman's mom, into it. Superman's mom was a little cutie. I think is it Diane Lane. I think that uh, what was Diane Lane, but I was afraid to say it. Yeah, out of fear of being Lane. wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> both of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not so much this, the the senator, but Diane Lane. Sure. Are we? Should we move on to the uh, the the second part of this movie? thing yeah okay uh so you saw the movie by yourself which first movie i've ever seen alone i could tell so i could tell you were a rookie because you were very jazzed about it and uh better late than never because that's something you you got to get on board with like excited yeah you you were very like hyped on you like you seem to have a very positive experience seeing the movie by yourself you were you were very I was heading into it very positive. Like, I know that there are people out there who are like, oh, I want to see this movie, but I don't want to go by myself. Might do it anyway. Right. Like, I'm a little worried. Like, there Get was over no, your hang-ups, guys. There, there was no worry in my head. I was just like, I'm going to this. Don't care. Yeah. Whatever. The thing is, I went to a small theater, so like the chances of me seeing anybody there were slim to none, but it was also in my hometown. I wouldn't so. even feel weird if, no, I, I, wouldn't if I were to see like a group of friends out um, seeing a movie and I was by myself, I wouldn't even think like, oh no, I'm by myself. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> I'd be like, these idiots went in a pack when they could have done the deej over here and just... For, first of all, I went to the, I went and saw the movie at one o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. Like, oh, that's the best. Like, if you... If you can Weekday go to the middle, movies, uh, yes. If you can go to the movies at one o'clock on a Thursday afternoon with somebody, you should find better friends because they're clearly not doing anything. With right? Their lives. Yeah, exactly. It's one thing if you have weird schedules like us. Um, that's actually probably my favorite part of being a sports writer. Yeah, that it affords me the opportunity to go to see do weird things like movies during when the you day. have time off when nobody else has time off. Yeah, you're allowed to be so much more productive and do things that you normally probably absolutely. When do. I was in my early 20s, I hated that. I hated that my time off didn't line up with my friends time off. Now I'm so happy. It gives me an excuse to not see my friends because <laughs> our our schedules don't work out. You can always blame the schedule. And yeah, when you get that when you you ha- you can have like me time during the day yeah who else gets that opportunity other than like serial killers <laughs> it's amazing um 
So, so yeah, like I, if, I, if, if somebody ran into me at the movie theater alone, wouldn't be embarrassed I, when I, I no, I wouldn't. I'm I blog from home. Right. I'm a, full-time blogger. I don't think anybody really thinks that I'm swimming in interpersonal relationships. <laughs> like, Yeah. Also, though, I think that you and I are kind of similar in that uh, we don't embarrass too easily mm-hmm. with, like, social sorts of things. Like, like we've done a podcast about f- dudes we want to fuck as straight guys. Right. I'm pretretty which, sure we're not worried about seeing you at the movies I, I bragged ourselves. about that last night, by the way. I, I brag about that podcast as often as I possibly can. Same. I'm so proud of that. Um... So, yeah, uh, I've been going to the movies by myself for uh, years now. My boss, um, my boss, like, got me into it. He was pushing it hard. And at first, I was in college when I found out about it, and I thought it was, like, a really bad, embarrassing look because I had those hang-ups of a early 20s person who cared about that stuff. And now I don't want to go to the movies with other people. If I go to the movies with other people... It needs to be super lux or something. Like, it needs to be... I need all the fixins. Uh, <laughs> I just love, those slinking into a theater at, like you said, like 2.15 on a Tuesday. So, yeah, what... So, we we were asked on Twitter, which is, like, this brings back the fact, like, if you want to send us crap on Twitter, we're going to gonna bring it into the show if it's good. We might. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's got to be good. Yeah. Uh like where do you draw the line at doing things alone like what won't you do alone i think a few of the things that were brought up were going to the movies going to restaurants bars concerts sporting events well it all depends on where i am so i travel uh for work and if i'm on the road i love doing things like i'll go to a restaurant by myself obviously um i'll go i'll pretty much do anything by myself on the road and if it's not your city it's great because you can control you can be as social or as antisocial as you want like if you want to go to a restaurant or a bar and like strike up conversations with people yeah, if and, you're on the road nobody really questions that right like if i were to do that in boston <laughs> yeah. that would be weird super weird yeah so, so i guess what we're talking about here is local yeah because it, all of this would be fine on the road. Because okay. Well, well, Adam Hart, um, who does our great video stuff, brought up uh, mini vacations, which I hadn't considered. I would be willing to do that. I would be willing to take like a like a weekend trip by myself. I've never done that before, but I'm pretty sure I'd be willing to do that. Like I would go to Nashville. I'll go to well. I, but the thing is, I have friends in Nashville. So okay. if I went there, then well, I, I would go to Nashville like by myself right. for a weekend just but to like, check it out. I would so. Uh, do you ever go on the Kayak Explore page? No. It's so Kayak is the travel site yep. and uh Explore is just it's a map of the United States and it just has prices over everywhere. Oh, in you the told United me this States. where you it's like want, rad. and you yeah. said this you, we should go to the cheapest place like Right, when, when we do yeah. an yeah, so on um, site thing. So one day I would totally go like fly to Cleveland in the morning, go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, see what Cleveland's about. I've never been to Cleveland, but flights that are always cheap like i would take a day trip well, to I cleveland <laughs> by myself What's right yeah because it's cleveland but um yeah like i would do something like that by myself like probably once maybe once a year or something i'll do some sort of day trip to to maine i'll just drive up to maine and go to portland or a gunkwood or something and just like walk around and go to the beach by myself and 
it's, somebody responded when we, on on Twitter saying they went to the zoo by themselves, which has got to be dope. That sounds awesome. Yeah, why wouldn't you go to the zoo? I feel by like yourself? we're both assuming though that they got high and went to the zoo the zoo by themselves, right? Uh, I wasn't assuming that, but that sounds fun too. <laughs> I would think that 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 person probably smoked some marijuana and then went to the zoo. Have no problem with which, it. Go, God, God bless. <laughs> Not for me, but... So, like, the movie... So, so, like, around here, doing the movies, already sold on it. Complete yes. Yes. Uh, and if you haven't done it, by the way... Just do it. Do it. Just stop. Stop being... It's so much worse with people there. I can promise you. it is. A, the movies are a million times worth, worse Plus, with people there. like, no lines Yeah. for the snack snack area. Yeah. Like, you get to choose whatever ha- the hell seat you want. Yeah. Like you can lie across the seats if you want. And when you get up at the movies, like, there's, I don't know, there's just no, you have total freedom. You're not bugging anybody when you get up. I try to find a row ideally where no one else is in the row. That's a good one. Um, you get the Run P app, if you haven't used that before. It tells you when you can go to the bathroom. It's just... That's pretty sweet. It's awesome. Um... I th- so I was there watching the movie yesterday, and like at one point, I think it was like halfway through the movie, one of like the theater attendees like just came in and walked down the aisle and kind of just like checked on me or something, and then like left immediately. I don't know what she was looking for. Like maybe that's like a procedure by that they, procedure that they do to make sure that I'm not jerking off in the theater or something. But mm. I wasn't, and she <laughs> left me alone. <laughs> so if you're planning on doing that at the movies better be careful keep your eyes out but mm. um so restaurant i don't know if i would eat i don't know if i'm comfortable yeah like, that's i think that's like the next that's, hurdle that's kind of sad for me right now would you say it's like that i get sad when i see people eating alone at a restaurant yes um would you say that uh doing something like a small trip like i use the example of like i'll go to maine by myself um like once a year would you say that that is easier? That's easier to do than go to like a restaurant by yourself. Y- yeah, uh, if it's I, local, I'm saying like what? Like what do you think is easier to do? Like what are you doing like, in Maine? Uh, just like go to like walk, go to like Portland or something, and just like walk around in Portland, see what what's what's up there. Go to a gunk with my family used to go there, and yeah, it's fine. I guess I have around, no problem maybe with that. Get some ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Like so, for me, Enjoy like the, the, day, Pete, the things, <laughs> the things that I would do are kind of dependent on like how social it is. Like for going out to dinner, I think that's like a social thing. Yeah, like, you go out, you have conversation, right. you eat, and like that's the conversation is a big part of it. Well, yeah. And what's the point of going out to dinner and doing the whole song and dance of like I could eat, I could. Order something, right. eat, and watch TV. And if you're myself. going to stay in and eat, like if you get takeout, you can get way more than what you're going to get if you went to a restaurant. No one's judging you. Unless you go to a buffet. But then people will still that, judge you. That would be the number one sad thing. Go to a buffet yeah, by, by yourself. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because if you go with someone else, at least you can blame it. You can say that, like, Oh, mob mentality. We made this decision, or this guy was really jonesing. If you're at a buffet by yourself, that is 1,000% Pete Blackburn's idea. So, like, when you go to the movies by yourself, like, as soon as the movie starts, that's the end of your social experience with your friends, pretty much. Right. You, you, you can talk with your friends before the movie. You can talk about the movie afterwards with your friends. 
But like in between that, it doesn't really matter if you go solo. Like it's a solo experience anyway. Yeah, and it, that's like kind of the same thing with concerts. I think so. I th- this might come as a surprise. Um, I've never been to a concert by myself. That is surprising. And I've been willing to do it. I was coming back from Nashville one time, and I had tickets to see. Do you know the band Ween? No. So uh, the lead, one of the, Ween is two guys and they're great. And uh, they were broken up and one of the guys from Ween was like playing at the Sinclair or something. And I just bought one ticket. Like I didn't even ask anybody if they wanted to go because I was like, no one I know is going to want to go to this concert. I'm going to go by myself though. The only reason I didn't go was because I was tired, but I was totally willing. Like I've been, when I was a kid, I went to a Red Sox game by myself. Um, that's my, another one, sporting events. Yeah. Um, they See, that's a little more social. But I would yeah. still go to one by myself because I like sports enough. Right. Like, if I didn't love sports, I probably wouldn't go by myself. Yeah. Like, if I were in a different city and there was, like, a sport, like, in Pittsburgh one time, um, we were there for the Bruins and the Pirates were playing, so a group of us went to a Pirates game. But, like, if, if I didn't have that group to go with, I would still be like, I'm going to go check out a Pirates game. Yeah. But, again, that's the road. Um but yeah, I, I haven't done a concert by myself. I'm I'm willing to do it. I haven't either, but I, I have done a comedy show by myself, which is kind of the same thing-ish. Interesting. I went to, uh, I saw Louis C.K. by myself because it was fucking Louis C.K. and I could right. only buy one ticket. So that's so, the thing. Is it because you can only get one ticket? or yeah, because- I could only find one ticket and I wasn't turning down the opportunity yeah. to go see Louis C.K. And it was at uh, the Somerville Theater, which was very cool. That... I was so mad. I lived in Somerville at that time. and Surprise show. Well, he sent out an email to uh, people who had bought tickets to his shows before who lived in the area and said, like, here, or come get tickets or whatever. And I'm on all his email lists and everything, and I've seen him before. This makes it sound like a huge Louis C.K. nerd. I'm not. I'm, like, as much as the next guy. Um, but I didn't get that email. I was pretty I pissed. didn't either, but I still got a ticket. So. Yeah. I actually had a way I could have gone, and I was like, I've kind of... I, I saw him twice on the previous tour or whatever, and I was like, I don't... I don't like, it's, this isn't Billy Joel. It's, <laughs> it's, it's Louis C.K. But yeah, that was... He, he's awesome. So yeah, for like the most part, I'm, I'm totally cool with the by-yourself thing. Like, Yeah, which I used to not be. Um, do you, I mean, mall walking also, that's not That's kind of... I think everyone does that, yeah, right? Yeah, that's... I mean, like... I feel kind of sad when I walk the mall, the mall alone. Like, but it's usually if I'm at the mall, it's because I have a reason to be at the mall. Right, you need to get something. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have a problem like it being. But also in today's day and age, on a mission, you're if you if you're shopping. Like I have my network of people who I'll still consult if I'm shopping by myself. Like if if you get a text from a friend that says like which one, and it's like two shirts or whatever. That's that's it's usually one of the you. few texts, right? <laughs> that's one of the few texts that I feel that if you don't respond to right away, you're a horrible person. Um, yeah, I, but, it it is nice to have like a second opinion when you go shopping, right? I've yeah, I've got a few people who I know will get right back to me. Um, so yeah, like you're, I don't know the whole. Um, I'm gonna end up quoting Joseph Gordon-Levitt in, uh, fr- uh, in Friday Lights, uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer. He says loneliness is is overrated, or no, it's underrated. I'm sorry, I just butchered that quote. But like, way to go, movies by yourself, because it's like you said, it's only like ten seconds that you're really by yourself. It's because 
if you're planning on talking during the movies to me anyway, then I don't want to be there with you. So, agreed. Yeah, uh, so we've covered that. What else do we have? Be on lonely. The- it's great. Yeah, man. <laughs> what uh, else did we have on the docket? We're running a little long on time, but I think we'd like to squeeze in a "fuck you, Walking Dead" segment. Oh sure. right! Oh my god! I had an I don't care attack. A staple of this sh- of this of this show brunch is just "fuck you, Walking Complaining Dead." Complaining about Walking Dead. I had an idea. <laughs> so we for- were talking about this last night. Before, I, sorry to interrupt, but we were talking about this last night, and you said. I don't know what you said. You said, I hate myself for trying to care about The Walking Dead. And I said, I hate that I'm a person that recognizes The Walking Dead as a bad show, still watches The Walking Dead, and still and complains compla- about Right. It. That's such a good way of I'm the it. I'm the worst Walking Dead fan. Because, yeah. like, if you, if I hate people that, that know something is bad and still complain about it. Like... And that's me with The Walking Dead. Right. I don't know why we do that, though. I think I, I just think that I'm, I'm in too deep with The Walking Dead. I've spent too much yeah. time on it to just give it up, even as, as bad as I want to. Right. It's, it's like a, a very bad show right now. Um, I had the idea that we rewatch every episode of The Walking Dead just to count how many good episodes there actually are. My estimation, what's, how many episodes would you guess? are good episodes of The Walking Dead. I don't know how many they've made. Like, probably... they got to be 20, 100 deep now, right? Probably like a fifth of them are like actually... Like, you will come away from saying that was really good TV. Yeah, I'd, I'd say 15, 20 max. And uh, you shot the idea down because, as you very cleverly noticed, that would involve having to rewatch the farm. all those episodes of The Walking Dead. The Farm was so bad... Um, I would I would blow my brains out before the they farm. They screwed up such a good thing with the governor and Mayberry and the I mean really so, Terminus is like the only good thing that's happened on that show since season 1. I thought I thought Alexandria was good uh for a little while. Like I thought I thought this season was good for a little while. Why don't they just stay at Alexandria? <laughs> because then they would have to like they, they wouldn't be, be mind- they wouldn't be allowed to write themselves in circles. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like I they was would reading- have to be creative and come up with new storylines that weren't completely rehashed. Right? Uh, do you uh, do you read Alan Seppenwall? Uh, occasionally, yes. Yeah. So he's, he's one the, of the only- better TV writers. Right. He's the only TV writer I I read. Um, you should read Danger Guerrero, the form the the writer formerly known as Danger Guerrero, and now Brian Grubb, who writes for Up Rocks. He's He's really amazing, yes. Brian Grubb? Brian isn't that Grubb. A, wasn't that a guard for the Eagle? Eagles? <laughs> no, could have been. Brian Grubbs. Um, but yeah, uh, he just keeps hitting on the point that, like, they don't need to be doing these things. They could stay at Alexandria. Yes. Like, that's... Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Like, this this season was good. They had some really good storylines. They were building up some goodwill. And then they completely threw it all away with the past few episodes yeah the wolves were good um as as brief as it was like they didn't drag out the wolves too long um, the thing about the 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 walking dead is that they the writing is so cheap and so lazy that like they will build up these characters and build up these traits and then they will completely abandon them if they need to 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 make a storyline work to arrive somewhere that they need to be yeah I'm just, I was watching the most recent one, and I was, I texted you. I was like, I'm shaking out of not caring. Like, I, what part of that episode 
this most recent episode, what part am I supposed to care about? I don't. What's I, What's the good thing? The most frustrating thing to me is is the Carol storyline. Like we've spent like oh, five, yeah, like, like four, now she's f- soft. Four or five episodes, she was like this ruthless person, yeah. and she murdered a child back like a season ago. Right and now, she doesn't want to kill people. Like. Give me a fucking yeah, get break. over it. Sure, you can make that work if you do it over the course of like two seasons. Right, like you need to really slowly break yeah. that down and chip away. And just they did it in like five episodes. Yeah, it's I, ridiculous. So much so that the scene when she's like, "Please, like, turn around. No one has to get hurt and everything." It's like, where is this coming from? Yeah, exactly. It's I, I didn't. I I thought that she was setting them up. I. I thought that it was all like she was going to hyperventilate and then be like, gotcha, motherfucker, and light them up. And she actually didn't want to hurt these people who were trying to kill her, which, I mean, Carol, less than half a season ago, those guys wouldn't have been able to say word one before she lit them up. She wouldn't have thought twice about it. Um, Just think about how many characters have done like complete 180s in the show. Yeah. Which is like a thing that will happen, and, and well, I Glenn, they abandoned like, what he was like two episodes in. They he was like the token Chinese guy yeah. who was like also the token um, like wise ass teen, and, and I, then he was like the father figure within yeah. three episodes. And like I understand that that like a zombie apocalypse show, like you need the human element, like you need to have like the character development. Yeah, and. I understand that, but like, if you're gonna build towards that, stick with it. Like, if you're gonna write, if you're gonna spend time on a character and put him, him or her into like this category, yeah, leave them there. Right? Don't come. Yeah, you can have your ruthless people. They are you all can the have time. Your soft people. You yeah. can have your wimps and everything. And they don't all need to be both. Yeah. And uh, so, like, even the fact that they spent this entire half season like being super careful in Alexandria. And and making sure that nothing crazy was going to happen again to this place, and then they immediately abandon it. Yeah, within five minutes in this this new episode, because one little thing happens. The build up to Negan. Uh, are we supposed to be all jazzed that that we're finally going to get Negan? I know that a lot of people. I'm excited. I'm excited for Negan because I've I've heard from the comic book people that he's like the best character. I know, but I'm I'm like five percent excited for Negan. Just but because here's where they did it wrong is that they have this. It's almost it's almost like the same. Like I can relate this back to Batman versus Superman. You know that Batman and Superman are good. Right. You know they're eventually going to get along. We know too much about Negan to like. I think even me as an average fan, I know too much about Negan for them to have this slow of a burn to get to Negan. Right. Like I know. I know who's been casted as Negan. That right. is not is not a good thing that The Walking Dead has going for it. It's been announced who Negan is for like an, a year. It, but them thinking that they have enough, you mentioned, you, you said slow burn, that they think like, oh, it's all right. We can drag it out. We can give them a half season of what we've got right now, which the last like three or four episodes is the show much. admitting we've got nothing. They do that too much. They they think that they have more than they actually do yeah and for the sake of certain big storylines being like really short and um kind of consolidated and packing a bigger punch they're willing to drag out lesser storylines 
and sometimes the payoff is is good. Like the the cannibals and Terminus, the payoff there was awesome. Getting to Terminus was kill me. It was horrible. That season was so bad. And then when they got there and they had the what the episode and a half with yeah. those guys. It was awesome, and you're like, you know what? It was worth me wasting hours of my life to see this because thank you, Walking Dead. You actually made some good episodes. With this, though, I mean, Negan had better be... I I was at least excited when they got to Terminus after all that buildup, but I just feel like I've been through these kind of building up periods so many times in the show, and it's only paid off so many times that now I'm like... I don't even care about Negan. Do you know what the uh, what the central payoff for Negan is? Like, do you know what is how this is going to come to a head with Negan when they finally come face to face? No, because something happens with Rick. Right, he comes to a standoff with with the group. Uh, they finally meet him face to face, and he kills one of them. And so that's like that's the comic book story. And they, I, all signs indicate that they're going to stick at least. You know, maybe they change who he kills from in the comic books, but that's what's going to happen at uh, when they finally come face to face with Negan. Oh, but, good. So th- th- I, I want them to. I, I looked it up. Okay. I want him to kill this person. Okay. And so the rumor is now that that's not even going to happen this season. Oh. Like they're going to meet him and then it's going to be a cliffhanger who he kills and it's going to go to next season if that happens i may not be around next season that's not true you're i you're too okay okay i might be episode, around i might be become, around for the first half an hour of next season to see who he kills with each episode once you decide that you're pot committed there's no way you ever get out because with each episode you get m- even more pot committed so it is it's vicious man i don't know i'm at the point i'm at i'm almost at my breaking point where i'm done with this show like if they have a fucking cliffhanger you've after already all... admitted that you hate the show and you're still I, watching it I so know. what else needs to but happen like the fact that they would have enough balls to do a cliffhanger at the end of all this shit yeah are you kidding me that would be the fucking worst move ever i'd be so mad yeah walking dead's awesome 